Sometimes whenever I start a, a show, I, I have to do that to like just remember how my mouth works. Have you, have you ever realized that? I've worked in you know radio and audio for a long time and, and, and video as well. So uh, sometimes like your mouth won't work and you have to kind of figure out like what am I going to do to make this thing work today? Like that, that sometimes works. Wasn't that Brick from Anchorman who originally like, did that in Anchorman, I think, maybe? Perhaps I'm right, perhaps I'm totally wrong. Either way, I should probably start rambling and just welcome everybody. Hey, so Alex Hazard's on this episode. Alex already was on an episode. I brought him back because we had such a fun conversation. We both work in the world of personality. Is that a, is that a field of work? Or, I don't think it is a field of work, but uh, we <laughs> both are personalities. He's a TV personality. I used to be a radio personality, now I'm just like on the internet, you know. I'm a social media influencer. Oh, nobody likes that term, it sounds so corny and stupid. But I don't know how else to describe myself sometimes. So, uh, if you guys aren't aware, listening, I mean, I have a social media marketing consulting agency. Uh, you can find all the information at robzradio.com. You can also find all the information on my Facebook and Instagram, robzradio. Uh, Snapchat, Twitter is robzyo. Shameless plugs are necessary at the top of the show. And if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash robzradio. Donate a dollar to the show. So I can go buy a Kit Kat. Kit Kats, I think, cost more than a dollar. I'm pretty sure. I can't confirm that right now. I'm not going to take the time to Google it. But at least you can help me fund towards the Kit Kat. Patreon.com forward slash Rob Z Radio. If you donate a dollar, though, I will personally call you up on the phone and we can chat about literally anything that you want because I just would, I just, I would love to talk to you and just like find out what you're all about see what your biz is all about like who are you you're a human being you're a human being for crying out loud i respect you so shout out to the sponsors shout out to the clay cup 1304 11th avenue in altoona sarah vogel runs the clay cup she's a sweetheart and so is everybody else who works there plus they have sweet items I guess you got to be a sweetheart to sell sweet items. Now, I've known some grumpy people before who sold sweet things. That's I take back everything that I just said. Uh, at The Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. So, coffee, tea, and creativity. You can even buy some creativity. What is, she, said, she should sell a tea that's called creativity. I'm getting off track. It's falling apart. Uh, you know... I love tea, and I enjoy coffee every now and then. It's usually the other way around. People usually love coffee and like tea every now and then. But uh, they really take the time at the Clay Cup to perfect a beverage, to perfect the tea. They let the tea bag steep. I didn't even know what the word steep meant until I met Sarah Vogel. And it it has nothing to do with how tall a mountain is or (laughs) how hard it is to climb. Right, uh, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing place to go to meet people and have a great time. The Clay Cup in Altoona. Shout out also to Harlequin Pepper Yoga. I love yoga and uh, I love what Aaron does at Harlequin Pepper Yoga. So you can use a discount code right now, which is Rob Z. If you find her uh, in the store at 320 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg, 
or if you search Harlequin Pepper Yoga in the App Store or on Google Play, say Rob Z or type in the word Rob Z as the code word. Get one month free toward a six month or a year membership. Booyah! How's that for you? And yoga will fix your body and change your life. So I'm helping you save money and I'm also fixing your body. It's amazing. I love what Aaron does. Vinyasa Yoga. Rooted in science, uh, focusing on functional movement and anatomical alignment. And also a shout out to Juice. That's J-O-O-S. 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. When you're done at Harlequin Pepper Yoga, walk down the street to Juice. It's a great recovery spot. Uh, cold pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, hot soups, raw vegan baked goods. Everything is all fresh. Everything is made to order. You'll never get like the same thing twice, right? Even if you buy the same item, it's going to taste different. It's going to look a little bit different. It's going to have a little bit more, a little bit less of certain ingredients in it because they make everything from scratch right there at Juice. That's what's fascinating about it. That's what I love about Juice. That's why I love the sponsors on this podcast because they are super passionate about the things they do and they're like actually personally involved in all the things that they do. Uh, Speaking of that, that's what Alex Hazard is. He's personally involved in his world because it's his world. (laughs) That makes sense, right? Screw it. He's from Central PA Live. Let's start the show. Let's go. It's Rob Z Radio. This is Rob Z Radio. All right, and we're live. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) That's just to get you amped up. Did you feel amped? I feel... (laughs) Awesome. Alex Hazard's here on the podcast again. Welcome to the studio. So what we were just talking about uh, a second ago was... The, the word personality, right? Because you're... Wait, no, we have to tell everybody why I'm laughing like a fool. So we were just talking about, last time I was on the show, the intro to the Rob Z Radio podcast yeah. was like a half an hour. And it I, was like, it's like and 15 spent, seconds. And I spent like half an hour of the podcast talking about how long the intro was. <laughs> so this time, it, he said, it. I don't know, it's like five seconds. And then just to be sure, it counted the five seconds out It literally is five seconds. <laughs> So I wanted to make sure when you came in here, you weren't bored by a 30-minute introduction. Um, but oh, man. I, you were, we were saying about being personalities. Like if you had, if you had a definition, they were like, well, define your, uh, you, what you do. Well, and what I was saying is that I, I, I think that there are people that, are, that have a character. Like, for example, like Gilbert Gottfried. I think that that's a character he puts on, right? Yeah. For me. I hope so. I, <laughs> for the sake of his children, I hope right. so. Uh, can you imagine Gilbert Gottfried being your dad? He, I, out of all the comedians ever, one of the most. I mean, if you enjoy him, I, I apologize. I, I do enjoy him as a character so, for ten minutes. Oh, so obnoxious! Yet he has some really filthy comedy that I do right. find it's hilarious hysterical. because you wouldn't yeah. see the way he talks and stuff. I wouldn't imagine him being really filthy, but then he is, and it's like wow, right? Okay. Yeah. And his wife is like beautiful, and he has this beautiful family and this like normal. I watched a, a documentary on him a couple weeks ago. There's a Gilbert Gottfried documentary. Yeah, look, it's on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But he's been around for like 30 right. well, years. Well, because I mean, you know what happened. You remember um, it was after the tsunami. I, uh, the Asian I th- tsunami? I think it was. I can't remember where. I don't know if it was a tsunami, an earthquake. It was some natural ma- disaster. Some natural disaster. Rainstorm. Yeah. And um, so anyway, he it was when he was the Aflac duck. <laughs> Which built for him that role, right? Built and, for him. and he also played like the the bird in Aladdin. He's like has a voice of a bird. But anyway, he lost. Ah. Yeah, he lost. <laughs> uh, here's my Gilbert Godfrey. Ah. 
It's not even a word. It's just noise. Yeah, I mean, and so anyway, he lost the the Aflac gig because he tweeted something about um, duck hate. It, no, was it was, it duck? no, it was something about this natural disaster that was like insensitive and oh, okay. really inappropriate. But I think there's. I mean, I don't know. We could get in a whole debate about why he's a stand up comedian, do. right? You and know, they always cross the line, and they move the line, and then they cross it, and then they move the line, and they cross it again. You know, it's their yeah. job. But anyway, as a personality. <laughs> It was a good detour. I gotta tell you, I got a bad case of the gigs tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's gigging it up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who's your favorite comedian? Just favorite comedian. Do you have like a? Well, David Letterman probably. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I okay. love I love David Letterman. We talked about this last. Would time you cons- is David Letterman considered a? Like a stand-up, he's, I guess he's not a stand-up comedian. Sure, he could be considered a, a comedian. Um, you know, I love all all of the all of the classic guys. I like. I oh, like, that's the most cliche thing anybody I could know, say. I know, and here's here's well, here's the thing, is I like some of the the like I like a Chelsea Handler. I like a I used to like a Kathy Griffin. I think she did cross the line a little bit there, but um, mm. I still think she's funny. Um, but I can only take so much of it, and I have to be like. I I would I would never watch one of those comedians with other people in the room. I don't want people to know that I think that stuff's funny. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, I get really. It's like embarrassing, you know. You think? But, so? Oh, oh yeah. Why I could see if certain people. I well, I used to feel that way, and then I was like, you know what? The, what I love, and and really podcasting, because every comedian now has a podcast, right? So you can actually listen to them and like find out what they're really like sure, yeah. instead of just their stand up. Which stand up's always amplified. I always look at it like professional wrestling. It's like they they take their real life personality, then they just throw it over the edge and mm-hmm. they'll just say things to get a reaction i mean that's half the point yeah. of stand-up comedy so i i often think like man if they can be like that that's so cool that they're able to live their life that way i yeah. i wish i could like be that free with my words and you know just yeah, throw stuff I, out there yeah, but they do uh, they'll, they'll cross the line on purpose yeah i think so, just too. to get reactions that's part of their that's yeah. part of their personalities who is, who is your favorite comedian uh dave Chappelle. Across the board, probably. Oh my is. gosh! What? I don't know. That's exact. I mean, the same ex- exact sort of thing. I was just thinking. Oh, like, so cliche. Like, it, well, not even cliche. Oh. Just I. He says such embarrassing things. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all the stuff like I like. like I'd really like to be able to go up there and do that, and I you know. Don't but I don't really relate to any. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he makes jokes about, I I I. I don't doesn't. think I've, I've never come across some of those things in my life. <laughs> I'd say Chappelle or Louis C.K. kills me. Um, off the top of my head, those are the two that really stand Did out. Did you see the stuff at Louis C.K.? He's He was part of the Me Too stuff. Yeah, I know. And I'm not to say, and by the way, not to say that none of, I, I obviously stand on the side of, of the Me Too movement, but was anybody really surprised that Louis C.K., I mean, look at his act. He basically says he basically the was confessing to it for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's the funny part. Is like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it wasn't like surprising, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what he was doing was disgusting and weird and like just bizarre. Like the right. fact that never he never even like touched the, uh, the women. It was just making them watch, and it's like, well, what are you yeah, like, yeah, what? But anyways, it, it, that's probably just and and it's, it, that's probably like a insecurity power trip kind of thing you got this power you're insecure sure, yeah. so you want to like whatever however that comes out it comes yeah. out but um i try to take like if something bad like arnold schwarzenegger i love schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah i know he cheated on his wife a bunch of times and knocked up the housemaid like it's ridiculous and that is ridiculous but he has a lot of accomplishments that i can i can admire aside from the adultery sure 
I, but I, I think I mean everybody that I yeah. admire, I think that of. Like, there's probably something about somebody that I really right. like that I'd find out and be like, ugh. I don't well, like that. I mean, that I say that about Letterman, right? He's one of my biggest idols in, in in the world. I think if if he if his scandal happened now, he would be he would have lost everything. I think. Did he have a scandal? Mm-hmm. When was that? Um, years ago, he he did the thing with the intern. Oh, really? And he, and he uh, so anyway, I don't know if you remember. So basically, oh, no, what happened was. Um, there was a former intern who eventually, when when he had his relations with her, she was no longer an intern. But I love um, that term, relations. Um, <laughs> it's so like subtle, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, it was like years later, and he she was trying to blackmail him, oh. and for you know, I'm going to tell the world that you did this to me or give me. And he's married. And so he's, he's married. married, and and so rather than being blackmailed and all this stuff, he just came out in his monologue and said, "Hey, I have something to tell you, everybody." Oh and, wow! And came clean. I was like, you know what? If not to like That's the first the, fir- the first part. step is to not do it. The second step is if you do do it, own it up, apologize, and move on. Yeah, but you usually don't own up, apologize, and move on until somebody threatens you with bringing the information out. Then you're like, oh crap! Now I have to admit it. <laughs> like you're not just right. Yeah, he's not going to come out one night at random and be like, you know what? I did cheat on my wife. <laughs> like that wouldn't happen. Sure. But once yeah. he's, his back's against the wall, yeah, that was the right move to go with. Um, so we were talking about like personalities, and you yeah. said that you didn't really know. Like, you don't know so why I, anybody... I don't know why... Like, here's the thing. I know that I, I'm... I don't, and not but at the risk of, of sounding conceited or whatever. I know that I'm good at my job, but I don't see the appeal myself. Like, I, I would never watch me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't find myself entertaining. I don't... I think that I try to entertain people, and then I always watch it back, and I think, God, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the people love it, and I'm happy that they love it. Yeah, I've thought that a million times, too, yeah. about myself. Uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like you have a built-in personality, right? Like, you naturally are this person. Right. Funny, lots of energy, I, boisterous. Well, you know, and I, I talk to this with friends that are in the business all the time um, about they they always talk about turning it on. And they always talk, and, and especially my friends that work in the news business, they – they have a different voice they use. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just not me. For me, I'm, I am who I am all the time, 100 yeah. percent of the time, seven days a week, 24 hours. Yeah. So I don't know. And that's what works. And it, it that's work, what works the best. But here's the thing: I'm not doing news. I'm not doing anything. It's a lifestyle show, and I'm lucky. You're not reading a teleprompter. I, I am reading a teleprompter, but, I'm, but not I'm, really. ter- I'm terrible at it because I barely know how to read. No. Right? You're taking you're taking bullet points from a teleprompter. Yeah, I'm taking bullet points from a teleprompter. And, you see every like eighth word. Right. And here's the thing: is like when when I mess up on something, or when you mess up on something, especially when you're when you're reading, we can laugh and move on. It's not like a newscast where. You're talking about somebody's life or somebody's business or somebody's yeah. livelihood, whatever. We're talking about, you know, Justin Bieber got engaged. Who cares? And you can make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. And, well, somebody yeah. will get offended, I guess. But, I mean, really, it's, it's ridiculous okay. they do. But yeah. that's, that's why I never – and I do. I respect newscasters because that would be a hard oh, job. Oh, it's the hardest job. You know, deliver that news, mm-hmm. and it's usually not very happy news. Well, I have to tell you, this is the first time in my life that I've worked in a newsroom. And I have more respect for my colleagues than I've ever had for for my colleagues before because it. Well, that's not true. I love my former colleagues. If you're watching, um, but all the other ones, no respect. No, no <laughs> but I will. I will say that they they are dedicated. They have this. Um, they call it journalistic responsibility, which holy the crap! Integrity. It's it's this got to be this weight on their shoulders all the time. I I personally could not do what they do every day. So I have a lot of respect for them. But yeah, but you're right. They do. They they turn on a. 
they, a voice. They, they, they have because you I'm have to. I'm Dan Rather. I feel like they have to keep it separate, right? Yeah. And for us, it is it is what it is. Well, I used to feel that way in radio. I had a I had a radio voice. I turned the microphone on. It was like I got really loud and talked like this. And my wife always made fun of me, and she'd like be like, "Rob, you're not being the Rob I know. You're being this character." Right. And I think that's uh. Through YouTube, I think a lot of the social media has helped to break down that wall of oh, you don't need to be a character anymore. Well, and I think people find it more. Yeah, people like the relatable. You know, well, I, you you were saying earlier like how this is kind of who I am. There was one night um, I was at a at a bonfire and there were some people visiting my friends from out of town, and the one kid goes, "You're like a cartoon character," and I was like, "Thanks, I don't know <laughs> what that means, but I feel like that's." That 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 is true. I I like to put energy into things, but it's real energy. It's genuine. Yeah. I like to be genuine. Yeah, and that's a good. That's a compliment. I mean, you could. Yeah. I guess you could have been offended by the cartoon character comp- comment, but like I, I just took like, another oh, bite oh. of my hamburger and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> because you naturally have a bunch of energy, and you're like, well, you know, life's loud short, and, and, we, and we should be happy about stuff. You know, I I came in today after work, and I was like, kind of. Um, complaining a little bit burnout yeah i was a little burnout and i thought and then i i don't know if you noticed there was like a switch that was like you just complain for five minutes about something that completely doesn't matter and tomorrow you're going to be able to do a full another hour of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that do you have a thing with complaining like you'll you'll catch yourself doing it and I turn it hate off when i complain i'm complaining about complaining right now <laughs> I do hate when so I So you shut it off. You'll be like, oh, no, I'm complaining. Yeah. Turn it off right yeah. now. And I have certain people that I, I, I can call, and I, I use them as, like, my vent. Mm. You know what I mean? So, okay, I have an eight-minute ride home from work if I need – and, by the way, it doesn't happen often. But when I have, when I have those days I need to vent, I, ha- I take eight minutes. I call X, Y, or Z person. We get it out on the table, and then I'm done because I'm not going to live – I'm not going to live in it. Yeah. You know, because most of the stuff doesn't matter. That's how you stay positive. That's 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 a good move on doing it. You kind of no, you have to get it out, like like get the information out, but like in a short spurt, and then just yeah, move on just, from it. Yeah, because you know there are people that bottle it up and then they explode. That's not me. And I I I, I don't know. My my parents kind of always said you know like if, for example if if my my I was I grew up in a house with my mom, and my stepdad, and then my I saw my dad um, regularly as well. He he was always a part. But, when my mom and my stepdad were to have an argument or whatever, every family has bumps. It was like an immediate, okay, family meeting. We're going to talk about what happened, and then the next, then that was it. Then it was done. Um, and so that I like that. And so yeah, instead good. of just stewing on it, right, and living with it for like fifteen years, right? Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> the right way to do it. You know, there's people that do that. Yeah, and that's then they just like grow up these like miserable people that no one wants to you walk around all day with a bunch of anger in your head and you're just mad i'm and honestly that was a lot of my life my younger years what one of the things that always makes me angry no matter what and i've talked i have a podcast episode about this doing the dishes like i will get i'll be in a great mood start to do the dishes and then like negative thoughts will just start coming to my head and i'll like think of people and be like oh yeah i really don't like when they did this thing to me Oh, you know, I'm getting and my back will start tightening up, and I'm like, I hate these dishes, man. <laughs> I just gotta get them done. Really? Yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird thing yeah, I have. It's really so weird. now I try to use doing the dishes as a method of like, hey, Rob, you're getting angry. Why don't you calm down a little bit? You're lucky you have these dishes. You're lucky you have this dishwasher. Hey, you but, have a house. Like, you know, your brain works. Like everything's right. things are good. I, you know what though? I, I will say this because. There are people, and including myself, that when something is happening, you're like, well, there's starving kids in Africa, you know, and it's like, it doesn't mean that you can't be upset about the petty thing that you're upset about, but just put a time limit on it. 
Like I can't think about all those starving kids in other in other countries. That's a lot for my mental space to understand all of that. No, and I'm, I'm sure not they are that, out there. No, I'm I'm not saying that they're not. I'm saying that those things exist, and I'm not yeah. I'm not taking away from the importance of that by being angry about something on this level. I just have to eventually put it in perspective. We have these stupid first world problems that we have to deal with, yeah. and they're stupid. They're and st- we have we don't have real issues, right? We no. have all of our basic needs covered, so we have to find random things to get annoyed and angry about. Sure, that's, and I think no matter what, like even once, like if we, if you're in, living in utopia and everything is like total bliss, you're still going to be like, oh, like it wasn't sunny enough it is, out today. Or, this cloud is too comfy. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> everything's too good right now. I'm afraid sure. it's all going to fall apart. Right. You know, there's always like some kind of worry that's going to like creep in. I, I, I always think that like people want like this perfect like utopian world. And it's like, well, once you got there, what are you going to do then? Right. You're going to be miserable in utopia. It's the bad things that make the good things <laughs> seem good. Yeah. I think it's- you need one of the, you need a little bit it's the, the yin the yin and the yang. Right. It's like if you went on vacation every day, what would be vacation? It wouldn't even be a yeah. no point. <laughs> I love going on vacation. This is a, only a deep conversation. <laughs> I feel like Oprah. <laughs> we got to bring a few guests out here. <laughs> and welcome now your long lost brother and here he comes yeah i should start doing like a maury kind of show and doing no. paternity you, tests so do you know that i used Altoona to work on the version. steve wilkos show the what steve wilkos so he was jerry springer's um bodyguard steve steve steve, steve. yeah the i used guy. yeah i used to work on his show no way yeah he has and a show he has a show he has his own spin-off show what is he and, just bodyguarding people what's he doing no so he's doing the Jer- he's doing the uh, mix of like the jerry maury thing and oh so i was there for like three months it was not i wouldn't say i i will say it was not fun um, is that is it it's on now like yeah, it's, it's still, still on, on tv it's, on it's like, still on like like daytime television it's on daytime i don't know what channel but wow. yeah i had and, no idea and so um basically what they do is they they say all right this person abused this person and this person doesn't believe them and they're all somehow intermingled and then they put them all on a stage together and have them fight it out <laughs> and is it do you think it's real or no i know it is real because i i will tell you i one, one of my job well, yeah, you were there you one of my jobs was to call people and find these people or or to answer phone calls coming in you were one of those people i was who one, found and, them and um here's what i will say about working at the show the people that work there and I, I, I don't know if I'm al- what I'm allowed to talk about, but <clears throat> what I will say is the people that work there truly believe that they're helping these people because they're getting them the answers that they want and need. So they don't feel like they're exploiting them in front of a and live I audience. I felt <laughs> like it was an extreme exploitation of poor people. And I say poor people because me- most of the people that I, I dealt with were from extremely poor communities, and the reason we got them there was because they have never le- they had never left, and the reason they were able to co- the, the reason they came was because I called them and said we're going to give you a free hotel room, you're going to eat all the buffalo wild wings you can eat, and we're going to give you as many cigarettes as you want to smoke. I mean, and personally, I would besides the cigarettes, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Right, like that's awesome. Bring right. me in. Yeah, so I mean, you don't you don't great. pay them. They don't get they're, paid. They're not paid, and they're but they're true stories, and that's one thing is a lot of people think that these are made up stories and that's why it's okay to laugh but it's not a, it's the reason i wasn't okay with laughing is because these are true people's lives and Man, uh, you're actually seeing it behind and like the what scenes. i mean when i say i was there like three months i i i would go home and and cry i mean it was really? like it was bad because you actually was, had to deal with the people when they came in and well, like, yeah and so that was a big part of my job was calling them making sure like a lot of them like i said had never left their town so walking them through like 
connecting flights, as you can imagine, very difficult. Sometimes uh, if they could afford a phone, sending them a phone and then keeping them on the phone the whole time. I mean, it was like, wow, it was really intense. It was not um, because they were just unable to understand how. Right. The, and so the one works. the one positive story I, I always like when I talk about Steve Olcos, I I will say this is that the people do want the people that work on the show and do the show want to do good. St- Steve, I didn't interact with him hardly at all. I think I, I met him a couple times in the hallway. Did you meet Springer at all? I met him once at a bar that was nearby. Okay, <laughs> nearby this. He didn't like talk to him though. Like uh, no, he hi. bought he bought us we, he bought us a round of shots, which was fun. Oh, cool. Okay, um, but I will say that. Um, was it spring or break? Were you on spring or break? I was not on spring. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I will say is that um, the people wanted to do good. And so there was this one story that I was working on. I don't know if you remember this years ago, right when Reddit was really big. Reddit said online um, blogging, whatever. Yeah. It's and, like the, the source of the internet. It's right. Like the, yeah. It's like, we're all, it's like where internet geeks hang out. It's like where it begins. Yeah. Any, any, like, so meme they, or they, they held this contest where you would take – um, pictures and you would Photoshop the picture and whoever, um, I don't know. It was like they were trying to whoever could. It was just they were trying to make each other laugh. I think. And so anyway, there was this picture of a cheerleader getting thrown up in the air, and they weren't the girls under weren't catching weren't catching her. So somebody Photoshopped in poop coming out of the girl's skirt. I've seen that. It's not you, real. It's not real. And now, so see, the, I've the, always the, thought the that girls that was... look scared and it's yeah. it's terrible. Well, here's the thing: these are real teenage girls. Can you remember being a teenager and how awful it was? Right. And so that could ruin your whole. So these girls' life. lives are being ruined. I'm still friends with their mom on Facebook. Um, also, this was a Steve episode. So this was the, the this was the epi- this was like my pride and joy of those three months working there <laughs> was because I was like, okay, this is a story where we could actually make a difference. We did, it was right when um, I don't want to say right when bullying like or online bullying was vogue, a hot topic, but it was a hot topic, and so we it like took com- took some convincing, but then essentially what we did is we had the girl on that was like in the photo, the one who was and splattering she, like, the poo, and, yeah, and, and she. The feces? Should I? I, I don't know. I feel bad because this girl really—I mean—it ruined her life. Well, no, I'm just—I'm describing the meme. Is all I'm doing. Yeah. So it was the girl from the photo that was being thrown up in the air, and Pooping. she that had the poop photoshopped in. And so anyway, we had them on the show, and it was a really good episode. And they still rerun it sometimes, and I, I've seen it since. And I—that was a proud moment for me because I thought, here's here's an app, here's an uh, an example of when we were really helping somebody. Here is a girl that got to speak out about something that happened to her, and I think that changed her life for the better. Why were the girls uh, who were on the bottom, why were they all looking afraid? Like, because uh, they dropped, because they, they, they didn't throw her, because they were, weren't ready to catch her. Okay. Mm. And, that, and they just, they weren't ready. So that's the, that's the real image. They just added in. They just, the added, they just added in the poop. Okay. I've always wondered that. It's like, right. what are they, why are they making those faces? They just weren't prepared at all. They weren't prepared to catch down. this cheerleader. Yeah. And she was like really high in the air. So it was like, oh God. Yeah. So it was scary. And so that was, that was a cool, that was wow. a cool thing. But it was like a short lived job for me because it wasn't, it just wasn't for me. I mean, in her high school though, the people had to know that it wasn't real. Cause sure. But, but in high school else. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's out there. I mean, there, it's no like she's what. getting up to go to the bat, you know, to go to the bathroom and it's poop jokes as she's walking oh. out and here she is 16 year old girl. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, that is terrible when you, because seeing that meme, I just laugh and move on right. and it's, and you know, right. Yeah. But as an adult, you laugh somebody, and move on. But somebody when, is living that life and they're right. actually, I never, 
And that's the problem with the internet or a lot of the times. You don't process, wow, that's actually real. It's like watching World Star Hip Hop. Did you ever right. watch World Star? No. Just like bar fights and the most ridiculous <laughs> stuff ever. It's just ridiculousness. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos, just guys getting but hit rated in the crash. R and X. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like to the extreme. And, and that's why I'd watch this and I'd be like, boy. You know, this is, I would watch it and be amazed or laugh or whatever. Then I'd think, like, wow, that's a, those are real humans. And they're actually, that happened right, to them. Right, yeah. But you don't ever sad. see that part of the story. Yeah, you, so yeah, you only see the part where you, where you laugh and you forget that those are real human beings that have real feelings, you know? Man, so when you were working for Steve, <laughs> which is just funny to say. It's a crazy thing in my life. So here's how it happened, though. So I was working for Letterman. He had announced his retirement. And I had decided, okay, I, I had seen some other people leaving. And I said, okay, I'm going to leave and I'm going to make this career for myself. And I The next saw, Letterman. He's, I, he's I, thought, I, I honestly thought, and there was a time in my life I thought I was going to be the next Letterman. <laughs> and so, I mean, and so anyway. Still could be. I mean, you're still young. <laughs> There's still time. I just, I don't think so. But anyway, um, and so I, I was looking at job ads and I saw this one that said, NBC Universal. And I'm like, you know, walking past 30 Rock and stuff in New York, it's a cool experience just like being near that building. Yeah. So I applied to this NBC Universal job. Turned out it was Steve Volkos over in Connecticut. I was doing the review, the, the reverse commute, as they call it, where you, I was living in New York commuting to Connecticut. Um, How long of a drive is that? Every day? Well, well, I took a train, but um, I can't remember. No, I think it was like 40 minutes or something. Oh, okay. Wow, man. That's so interesting. I've never, I've always wondered what. Goes on behind the scenes. So, but, but, Springer, so, so Maury Springer and and Wilco are all in the same building, all the same studio, and their staffs inter intermingle, and they're so they all legit. The, like uh, Springer, Springer um, and I again, I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to say. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. I, well, I mean, know. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. Matter. I don't think anybody's watching from the Springer show. On I don't here, know. But. You never know. Well, I have friends from the show that are friends on Facebook oh, okay. and stuff. So all anyway, right. but I will say, so so they have their own staffs, but the Springer the Springer stories can be embellished. There's sure. always some truth in the story. Their relationships are always 100% real. So if there's a boyfriend and a girlfriend, that part of it's real. But when they're like marrying the horse, it's probably the lady's real horse. She probably really is obsessed with the horse. She's probably not really married to her horse, is the way I understood it. In her but heart she is. But I did not work legally. directly with those stories. I worked on the Steve Wilkos show. So. And Wilkos didn't get as crazy as Springer did. He kept Wilkos it. was like, um, his big thing was, get off my stage. And he would kick people <laughs> off his stage. <laughs> Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve, and Steve, the and the crowd's going nuts. Oh yeah! Did he have a bodyguard? Did Steve then get? Yeah, he he had bodyguards. And Is he gonna have? They're gonna have their own shit. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about this, but I think I this was, is fascinating. But this is... so one, the, the, there was one time I actually in my short time there almost got fired because um, so like I said, my job was a lot with guest relations, and one of the things that we, one of the stories we had was, and this is a really serious story, was um, there was. Uh, a husband and wife, I can't remember exactly how it went, but there was there was a rape in, uh, involved, and it was really, really serious, right? And anyway, they had what they called no contact guests. So there were people that couldn't see each other before the sh before they hit the stage, because oh, okay. there's no security guards until you're on the stage. I mean, there's security guards around, but they're well, not. That's the suspense of the show, too, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's the suspense the, of the, the reveal, show, right? yeah. And so anyway, somehow it happened where um, they arrived from the airport at the studio at the same time. Uh. And so this girl runs across the parking lot and literally tried to gouge the other girl's eyes out. Wow. And God, it was scary. Nobody it was, got it on camera. That was no, the... no uh, there was there was no on camera and I got caught so Steve Wilkos's wife, I can't remember her name. I think it's like Rachel or something. Anyway, uh, I got called to her office. I mean it was 
it was serious stuff because like they had to pay the hospital bill the whole deal. Oh, it went that to yeah, that I mean, level. Yeah, that it was a hospital. Well, because there's no security guards around and they're just got, beating the crap out of each the other. Crap out of each other. Here I am. Uh, I was about probably forty pounds. And oh, I'm so like, you're with them? I'm with them, greeting uh, <laughs> them at the door. <laughs> I'm like security, security. Oh my gosh. What, Ellie? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go in there. Yeah, because then I'm mean, next. You're going to get. I mean, you're going to get sued if you even yeah, like. Yeah, who knows? Put your right? hands on them or something, right? There'd right. be some reper- repercussion from that, I'm sure. So, uh, craziest three months of my life. I'm really grateful for it. I learned a lot. There, the people that work there are good people. They truly believe that they're helping people. Um, it wasn't for me. That's mind blowing. Because when you watch those, you've, it feels like all a giant uh, exploitation device to make money. That's just what it feels like. So it, when you get it, behind the scenes, and they actually like care. That. Yeah, and. They they do. My my personal boss there at that time was not a very nice lady, but um, I I think that she really cared. I just think that she. You think Steve really cares though? I think Steve really cares. Yeah. Because Nini, my wife, watches a lot of Doctor Phil. She's been obsessed with Doctor oh, Phil. He lately. is such a bozo. She has convinced me because I thought for years just a complete goof. I thought like this guy's making these stories up. I don't know why Oprah. No, I'm sure the stories are real, but I just, sometimes she you hear loves the advice. Them. I know, but I mean, I don't, I don't watch, I watch like 5% of what she watches. She'll just like, she'll watch a really funny one and show it to me or a really outrageous one and show it to me. And I'm like, geez, how does Dr. Phil, uh, like keep a straight face through some of these? Right. How does he not lose <laughs> his mind through some of them? How has he not been killed at some points? Right. You know? Um, but there's this one that we just watched and this girl, um, has, there's a disorder where like, like some people think that, uh, they don't have, they shouldn't have an arm. Like to them, their arm is not there. I watch, and I watch have a Grey's Anatomy episode about this. Yeah. So this is a real thing. So yeah. this one, this one girl, uh, she thought she was blind, and she wanted to be blind, and she was like in her thirties or forties. Like she'd gone her whole life since she was a little kid, saying, you know, these I shouldn't be allowed to see. I want to be blind. So wow. she had a psychologist put. I don't know what kind of psychologist he was, but he put um, drain like Drano drain cleaner in her eyes, and it made her go blind. And then she was on Dr. Phil and on like the doctors and all over the internet. I don't know how old the thing is, but I was just mesmerized. And I was like, because I was making fun of Nini for a while for watching these. And like, now I get why you watch this. Well, because you know, this the is craziest thing to me is that the, I don't know. These people really exist and they're real people and they have yeah. real issues. Why are we put? And, you know, I love television. I'm like. I've always loved TV. I've always known I wanted to be part of this business, but why do we put it on TV? Why are we <laughs> obsessed with watching other people's problems instead of trying to help them? I mean, it's the same thing. It's happens. easier. You're, right? well, it's, it guess. is easier. I mean, you, you, you go by <laughs> a, a car crash on the side of the highway. You see 10 people stopped with their phones recording. It's ridiculous. I don't know. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Well, especially with phones now. you got to get the Everybody has a camera. Before you help. And anytime you ever watch a video of somebody getting hurt, you have to remember, wait, somebody there was like, eh, I could help them. I better film this instead. That's right. more important, right? That's crazy. There's <laughs> That's always insane, one, yeah. at least one person, probably usually more than right. one, who are filming that situation. Uh, I'm but, always the person that jumps in and tries to help and shouldn't be the person that's trying to help. Why? You get I more just, freaked out than they were. No, like, so there was this one time um, when I was an exchange student and there was this. It was, Where were you uh, an exchange student? I, I lived in Brazil. I was in, I was in my, my uh, junior year in high school. Awesome. And so anyway, there's this motorcycle. My, my host father owned a, um, a hardware store. And right outside the hardware store, this guy like fell over on his bike and he was, and he was bleeding and his, like had this. And I like whipped my shirt off and like put pressure on his arm. I'm like. Way to go. I'm not. Somebody, I am not a medic. 
<laughs> I'm the last person. I don't know. I've seen a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy. You did the right move, though. I mean, that was the move. I think. Put the, right? And then we, tie it around. I, I didn't, guess. I I didn't know enough. what I was doing. And luckily, the, you know, the real help came. But I mean. I've seen enough action movies to know how that works. You apply pressure and tie it I, around. I've always like, I was a lifeguard, you know. <laughs> I come Baywatch running in. Your whistle. You have a whistle <laughs> under your shirt. Hold on. We're going to solve no the situation. Running. <laughs> the music starts. The slow-mo begins. Yeah. Alex is here to save the day. Nobody worry. Nobody panic. <laughs> it would be the Alex is here to save the day. Everybody worry. Everybody <laughs> panic. <laughs> Everybody start freaking out. Get ready to save Alex. Within but, less than a minute, he's going to need some help very He's going to slip on the puddle of blood. <laughs> <laughs> then you're beside the person you're trying to help. Unconscious. Oh, man. I, I couldn't imagine ever working on like a Jerry Springer or I can't imagine being him. Like that would be a weird life. Well, you, do you remember how Jerry Springer got his career? No, but I would think, I just want to finish this thought yeah. before I forget it. I always feel like he's like in a trance, like in a hypnotic trance, because how oh. could you do that every day and not go bananas? I don't uh, care how much have I've you heard him paid. talk about the show. He talks about it like, again, like he's, I am hi- highlighting all different walks of life. Like he, he, he has. Does he really? Yeah. It's a really weird thing. But he got the job because he was, I forget, he was running for mayor of some state and he wrote a bad check to a prostitute. And that was like how he got famous. What? Yes. So he had hired a prostitute and wrote, wrote her a bad check. And wrote her a bad check. That was, I and think it bounced. I, if, if I remember correctly, I mean, I might be wrong. I might be thinking of somebody else. But I think it was Jerry Springer. We could, somebody Google that. Let's somebody, find yeah, out. Yeah, well, somebody please. But either way, I don't, either way, I don't care. That's a good story. I right, like the story. Not, I think, gonna, I think that it. was the story. I don't remember. Anyway. Even if even if that's not the story, I will continue to tell it to other people. As you know, I'm a, I, can I just, I'm just going to Google this because I think. I I believe that that's what happened. It's not really. I mean, you don't have to Google it. It's Here, not let's a just say deal. we'll just say Jerry Springer prostitute. Your home happened. button doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> you have a totally mangled iPhone. the 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 home button on Alex's iPhone is like dangling off. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's I, I will say that it started to say American politician slash entertainer. So I feel like okay, that had to have been Jerry that, Springer. That's enough. <laughs> He was a politician and he was a celebrity. That could have been Schwarzenegger that came up. I mean, it's really, it's hard to tell. It's probably a, a long list. Reagan, maybe. I don't know if he's in there on that I list at all. Anyway. Is he in the Me Too movement? I'm not sure if he's been hashtagged. Um, yeah. I, those shows are, without a doubt, the downfall of some, like, the, 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 the perfect, I guess not the downfall of society. It's a perfect ex- example of, like, why cable television can be a really bad thing. Because sure. it's just like taking this well, I'll tell you what ridiculous happened last turn. Is I went, I was watching um, We TV, which I think is women's entertainment. <laughs> uh, is that what it stands for? I don't know. I, I thought it was like all of us. We. Oh, maybe that's what I don't know. So anyway, I was they were doing uh, Criminal Minds. Minds. Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. Um, Not Minds. <laughs> minds. <laughs> I thought it was a different show. <laughs> I thought it was M E I N D S. Minds. <laughs> I didn't know I'd crush you with that. That did it. <laughs> is that is that a New York accent? Is that what I that, don't that know. comes it's from? No, it's just a me accent. Because I'm sure coming to PA, you probably experienced some hilarious accents. No, here's the thing that drives me the. I don't want to say crazy, but the thing that I notice the most with Pennsylvanians is the word "whenever." <laughs> You've you've told me this. It it, it boggles my mind. So like when you're when you get to the stoplight, take a right. Instead of a central Pennsylvania, you would say whenever you get to a red stoplight, <laughs> take a right. 
<laughs> so like whenever I'm at a red stoplight. <laughs> it's just the unnecessary, unnecessary use of a word. I like, don't know. Yeah, it, it's funny to me. But isn't that – because when I used to work in radio, this would be a topic every couple of months. I'd bring up like some – slang from central pennsylvania and then people would call in with all other all other words that we use that don't make any sense or we use them wrong or whatever and it's no, some it's, of the stuff like the i just said whatever i just said it right there i said or whatever no whatever is fine whenever whenever oh but like yins um i thought whatever all those in. things i actually think that stuff's endearing but the whenever drives you crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, whenever I decide to say it, you'll get extremely mad I don't get on mad. the podcast. I don't want to say it drives me crazy. That's fine. I just, I just notice it. But that's a funny one that I've never heard before because I've heard, I think I've heard all of them. And you said that whenever one. I was like, wow. That's a, I had that to the list of random weird things. I'm also like a very say. like observant. I don't know. I, I, I notice things that other, other people wouldn't notice. Like, for example, when we were in the kitchen today. And you were getting your snack out of the refrigerator, mm. and I and you insulted my and I my noticed, lack of snack. And I noticed that your utensil can said utensils in case you didn't like. I, I don't know, like that stuff. I, I noticed. I noticed that sort of thing. <laughs> what should I put in this? <laughs> what should I put in this utensil canister? But that solves a lot of problems. Like if you would buy that and be like, "What do we put in this thing?" It already says utensils on it. You don't have an option. You can't put change in there. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. And then oh, if somebody's like, where bad. are all of the utensils at? Like, I don't know. All oh, the utensil container. Or if you can't think of the word utensils, you're like, what are those things called? And they're like, check out that container I have up there. <laughs> yeah, utensils. It is hilarious. That I that don't think up. that anybody would have any of those scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> if I just thought of them, there has to be somebody who experienced yeah, I'm them sure at, there was. at one point or another. We were saying something, and then I, I think I cut you off. I a few don't remember ago. what we were talking about. We were talking. It was going to oh, be it was, impactful. It was the minds. That was a, that was criminal minds. <laughs> <laughs> that is what ruined it. I, I ruined it again. <laughs> I can't believe you find that funny. I don't know why I find that <sighs> so. Um, it was just I don't even know what I was going with it though. I Something think it was, with Criminal Minds. I think it was. You're just, you were talking binge. about cable television, and I watched like six episodes last night. I mean, it really wasn't a good story. The Criminal Minds was much better though. You were binging <laughs> hard on Criminal Minds. That, that's got to be a Hulu show. <laughs> criminal Minds is on Netflix. Criminal Minds. That's like on Hulu. landmines. It's just criminals <laughs> leaving landmines everywhere. <laughs> Criminal minds. That's it's what like, it is. Did you hear that story? Oh my god, I have tears really down my face. Um, it's not even funny. <laughs> That's it, the worst part. It, it might have been. I mean, so, this, so did you hear the story a couple of months ago about the superintendent that got caught pooping on the? Um, we've talked a lot about poop on this podcast. Hmm? Um, that was pooping on his school's football fields and he like <laughs> lost his job this is a true news story I, i'm not kidding it's like a true thing that's awesome and uh so criminal minds i just was thinking like maybe there was like maybe that was maybe like he was one of the episodes where like Did he... it was just criminals <laughs> <laughs> leaving minds what if that was the full episode of the show like they've really hit a new low they're focusing on the superintendent they've really the gone to number two <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my number one favorite show when it came to minds <laughs> <laughs> did he poop like in the middle of the football field no it was like off by the end zone i think i, don't I remember. They, they, and somebody it like caught him it, yeah and and so was he in a panic and had to couldn't find a bathroom or was I this don't like know. A people are so weird i don't know because it seems like if you really had to go to the bathroom bad um you'd find a safe 
place. We need somebody to do just it. here to research everything that I reference that may or may not be true. Anybody watching this live right now, just show up to the studio with your phone <laughs> and get ready to research. Get ready to Google all of my possibly true things I've said. That's a strange story, though, because I mean, because he must have been really angry at the school, I guess. For the Who knows? Situation. You know, people people have weird things that go on upstairs. But you think he, if it was me, I'd go to the fifty yard line. Downstairs. <laughs> A lot of us are, are messed up upstairs, but he he was downstairs. Oh, man. What was their team ranked? <laughs> <laughs> number one or? Yeah, number two. It was probably number two. It was number two. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, see, these are positive news stories. These are semi-positive news stories. <laughs> oh, man. One of the things that when I... Th- with the news, because you work around newscasters all day long, you have a cool part with your job because you get to show, you get to highlight the positive stuff. And it's right. a shame that news is so negative. I mean, but I, there's information and, I know, guess you need. I don't want to get, say uh, that they're only because the, our, our newscast does a very nice job of of showing off the happy th- the happy things in our community as well. Yeah. But for me, um, it's only the happy things, and when it is something negative, it's very brief. A, you know, if something major happens, I mention it and then we move on. It's really nice. Um, and by the way, it's something I, I want to do for the rest of my life. I love being able to talk about. I love, and you can probably relate to this when you from when you did radio. I love saying my opinion, and just saying my opinion for my opinion. There's there's no, uh, it, that's all it is. And I, I like being able to do that. It's kind of fun. I mean, you're not swayed by anything else. You're not saying it because yeah. they're a sponsor or whatever. You're uh, yeah, just I'm not like... swayed. I get it's like we do two segments every day. One's called today's two cents, and one's called today's trending. And the trending topic is obviously about things that are trending. Today's Two Cents is similar. And uh, uh, Today's Two Cents I do with Amanda Kenny, and then trending I do with Morgan Coziart. And what's nice is they we give a topic, and then we just talk about it. It's kind of like this. And the only difference is, obviously, with television, we have time limits. And that's why, I mean, I like being on the podcast. But That's why I liked doing the podcast, because I was in radio. I mean, right. the, the shame with, with TV is it can be this. Well, there's no reason why it couldn't. That's well, just because the ad dollars. Well, the ad dollars, yeah, but you could have them like you could like have a scroller. You know what I mean? And have like you know, go to McDonald's now, buy the Big Mac. You know, it'd be like all scrolling. Well, along, I'll like tell you something. Like we have a couple little. Um, paid, I'm not talking about things that are you. that are that are fun though. Like for example, like our backseat driver segment where it's sponsored by Fiori. I think those things are more. I don't want to say more effective, but I think they're they're as effective or, or equally effective. And I think those I like when we can make advertising part of what we're doing. Yeah, um, where I can still playing a game, I'm still talking about things I want to talk about, but it's sponsored. I mean, that's fine, and it's not being skewed by the sponsor. But here's where you run into issues with that, right? Is that say you say something that they wildly disagree with? Right. I don't think I would because we don't talk about things that are serious enough to to do that. Yeah. But you look at a Kathy Griffin, who was the spokesperson for Squatty Potty. And loses. She does that Trump picture, which was which was which is terrible. It's a it's a stool that you put under your feet. Oh, right for extra bowel release. I mean, I swear that I am not trying to relate everything back to. (laughs) Obviously, you're not trying to, but it is happening. It is happening. This is our second episode, so I mean, (laughs) that's (laughs) that's number two. So that makes sense. (laughs) Maybe that's the reason. So anyway, she does this terrible. Trump picture, which again I I think went too far, but anyway, yeah, it definitely um, it was stupid. It was just, it wasn't even funny. And well, it wasn't, that's the that was the thing. You're a comedian, you should be funny, right? It was more. But anyway, she loses she loses the squatty potty deal. I'm like, you know that you've gone too far 
when you lose the squatty potty deal. When you go that low, when you go, you've gone below the squatty potty. When you've gone below the you're squatty, like, you're past the sewers, I guess, at that point, because the poop goes the whole way down. Well, we were talking earlier about Gilbert Gottfried. I mean, you know, you've done something wrong when you lose the Aflac duck gig. <laughs> Seriously, you know, like, like who else could do that job? He's the only one. Aflac. <laughs> I feel like I could do it. That's all I had to do. He just had a natural voice for it. But Gilbert Godfrey always, when I was a kid, I I, I always thought, because I, I could never stand him. He drove me crazy. And I was like, I don't get his gimmick. I don't understand the, the, the voice or the shtick. People do find it funny. I, you were one, I mm-hmm. suppose. I love any of them with the, with the voice like that. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Does that voice in general makes you laugh. I don't know if it, it <laughs> this is weird. It makes me, I, I find it comforting for some reason. <laughs> really, do you? Yeah. <laughs> In real life, is somebody Maybe comforting is not the right word. You're amused by it. You enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm amused. I, it, like, even Rosie O'Donnell, who doesn't make Yeah, she has a louder. She has that more Roseanne Barr, same sort of thing. Uh, I, I, I think, that, uh, yeah, I think maybe I, I, I'm appealed to it. Yeah. Um, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. We, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but what was I talking about, though? Because it was extremely important. And we were talking about Gilbert Gottfried. You were a kid. You found you found you found him annoying as heck. Thank you for bringing it back. By the way, that was good. Good listening that skills. Well done. <laughs> that was good memory too. Yeah, I think my memory was just gone with it. Um, Gilbert blew my mind when I was a kid because I'm like, wow, anybody can become famous. Like it doesn't take. Like I don't know what he was doing. Like, it, but here's me, the thing: anybody really can be famous. Yeah. I mean, we we started this episode by talking about what it means to be a personality. Mm-hmm. What what skill set do I have that that an average Joe doesn't have? I don't know. You have a personality. I mean, that, your personality by itself lets you. It's be different, that person. but it, but it's yeah, I don't know. And you're and just the way you chose the path, I guess. Like, I for some reason always when I was a kid wanted to be a radio DJ and a right. professional wrestler. Right. Professional wrestler didn't pan out. The radio <laughs> DJ did. Yeah, uh, I think last time I saw you had Tom shoes on. Or, or, or similar shoe. I don't think I've ever seen a professional wrestler wearing Toms. Those actually, those shoes are from Kmart. They were twelve dollars, <laughs> and I love. <laughs> okay. Also, that. never seen a professional wrestler wear those. I, I, I could be a trendsetter. I could be my my thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I always wanted to be a DJ. So I don't know what that was about me that that's what I always gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. Like other people gravitate towards being um, a welder or you know. Uh, an accountant or something like it's your personality type if you match yeah, up you well think, with and i i'm not saying this to a i certainly wouldn't hope i would offend anybody by saying this but are there kids that dream of being an accountant there are some yeah i'm sure there probably are but are as some. far as like every accountant absolutely not but there is but a small you know I, you know i i want to retract that for a second because you know what i think about there's probably there are kids that love math yeah and so maybe it, that's that's the correlation there or it's not maybe it's not like that they set out to be an accountant at three years old, but that they it just makes sense for their personality type. They're good at math. They're introverted. You know, they yeah. can sit in front of a computer screen or whatever and crunch it, numbers for it? hours. I think it was was it it was CBS this morning or CBS Sunday morning this past week. Do you watch any of that? They I don't have cable. they did, they had <laughs> that's right. You mentioned they did this whole story on um, they were calling it the Silent Re- Revolution, um, and it was about introverts. Okay. And I for never mind. I forget where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what it was, though. I, I have no idea. Well, um, the, the, uh, talking about introverts, though, I just took these personality tests. Actually, that, that gigantic packet of books is a personality test. It's like eighty pages of me. Like if you read through that, if you read through that, you'd understand like who is there I am. Personal in here. 
Oh yeah, well, not like not. There's you not like stories about me, but no, it's it's like the disc attribute index and um. Uh, oh, this is like a local index. personality test. No, this is just this is a really professional. Well, yeah, Ray Overdorf, uh, who lives in Hollidaysburg, um, but he's been in business for years. I just we just did a podcast together about it. actually the the podcast is on my Twitter. If you want to watch it, Rob Z Yo on Twitter, or the audio is coming soon. No thanks. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> but what's really cool is that it explains who you are in there. So I, I'm an introvert um, more so than an extrovert. Really? And probably when I was a kid, like I imagine my introvert, I'm 40% in extrovert. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, 40% uh, extrovert, 60% introvert. And so I'm more of an introvert. Really. Wow, that surprises me. And as a kid, I was probably like 80-20. But I just, I for some reason, always loved radio. And I just somehow knew, like, I need I needed to you be more what? myself. And I, and some people, I guess, are naturally introverts just in general. But, like, and I can spend tons of time by myself and be really perfectly fine with it. But I also love being around people. So I think I, you got to find a healthy balance. So if you're an extreme right. extrovert, you've got to find a little bit of introversion. If you're an extreme introvert, you got to find extroversion. I think I would be described as an extrovert. However... There are certain, I'm an extrovert in certain situations. Like you and I were talking about festivals today. I'm extremely uncomfortable in that situation. Because there's a million people there. There's just a million people. There's a lot going on. It's like overstimulation. A cocktail hour, I'm very comfortable going up to people, shaking their hand, introducing myself. Um, yeah, so but you're I, also going on live TV with it, too. That's That brings an extra level of... Yeah, but you did it in radio. It's really no different. And it always, I was always different. Like I always was not myself. But don't you think you know? you're always? I am always more comfortable with a microphone in my hand or on a stage than I am in a room. I see. I don't agree with that. No, no. And and that's the that's that's how I know. I'm, I guess I'm more of an introvert. Right. That now when I when I do a podcast and I'm like just talking about my own thing or whatever, um, then sometimes I feel like that. But it's it's weird. I go back and forth. Where, like sometimes I will feel like that. Like in front of a microphone, I feel super comfortable. Then other times, like I, I you know, it just depends. My biggest gig I ever did. So my last market, we used to be near Fort Drum, and big, big, big army post. And once a year, they do this concert um, called Mountain Fest, and they bring in a big country act, whatever. And I used to warm up the audience. I did it for the last three years. There's like. Sometimes twenty thousand people. Man. That's a that's a big crowd to be in front of. But here's the difference: is you don't see them as individual faces. Yeah. You see them as a giant crowd. Now, if I'm in a room of in a classroom of twelve kids, not kids, because I don't I don't know for some reason when it's kids I don't I don't feel intimidated. But if I were in a room of twelve adults, twelve peers, I would be extremely intimidated. Yeah. Like to get in front. Like for example, if they were to ask me to present to my colleagues at a staff meeting. Dying inside. I would be dying inside. I sit, I'm like, literally, I sit in, and I, I, do, I don't I know agree. if it's bad. When we have our staff meetings, I sit in the, literally as far back as you could possibly go in the room. I sit back with the most quiet people and we just eat our food and don't talk. <laughs> that was me in every staff meeting ever. Yeah. Or just like wouldn't even show up to the staff meeting because yeah. I was like, oh, I can't. Do you ever do feel this. like, so like, cause, because we're such big personalities on so, television, on radio. So big. No, so but, you know, but do you think that when you when you meet people in, per, in person, they're like disappointed? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I really feel like that. Sometimes like, like uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, today I was at uh, Heritage Days in Phillipsburg and this guy goes, you, 
And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you never stop smiling. And here I am, like, literally Miserable. as focused as I could to be getting to my car. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy probably will just remember that as a negative interaction. <laughs> Why do you think that? Oh, because you like, didn't engage cause, him. Because like... he was, like, excited to see him. I'm like, hey. Keep moving. Some people might be, but that's their problem, really, because you got to understand people like can't just stop and talk to everyone. I, I mean, guess. you could, sure. but it would. And, 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 I, and I do for the most part. And this, I was trying to get. get here. Yeah, you had somewhere to go. Yeah, but yeah. Still, I was like, eh, I feel like that guy was just disappointed with meeting me. <laughs> Maybe he was. Maybe he's like, I'm never watching Central PA live again. Or he was like, Oh, there, there he is. Won't be the first. Won't be. The first. Did you smile though? Oh, yeah, I smiled and waved. There you go. That's, I mean, if you would have, like, flipped them off, that might have been an issue. But I don't tend to do, you do that. <laughs> no, I have. I never have. <laughs> the only time I've ever actually flipped somebody off was just recently. Outside of the building here, I was parking. And in Altoona, there's, we live in somewhat of a small town. And whenever you uh, – par- there's not many parallel parking situations on mm. a busy road. So this is kind of a busy road out here, and you have to parallel park in front of the building if you're going to park there. So I was parallel parking extremely well, might I add, exceptionally well parallel parking because I had a 2000 Honda Civic, so it was extremely easy. It was so mm-hmm. small. But some lady behind me lays on the horn, and I was like, you're laying on – like, I'm parallel parking. Just let me park the car. And she was like – and I was thinking, this is insane. Like, this this is insane. I didn't know and, if it was a guy or a what In what hurry are you in? What Where are you going that you're in such a big hurry that you can't wait for somebody to parallel park? Yeah, we're not in New York City. Like – this is probably the first time somebody's parallel parked in front of her in 30 years. Maybe that's why she was so mad. That's probably why. So I backed up, and she drove by, and she gave me, like, the the, the, the hands up, like, what was that? You know, so I gave her two birds. I gave oh, her two, the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, with a big smile on my fa- face, and then I felt later, I was like... You never feel good after you do it. The only reason I was like, okay, that, that we can let that one slide, because that was the first time I ever did it, and now I, it was like a bucket list maybe thing. That might have been a bucket list move internally that I didn't even know about. <laughs> was but it I a thought process you had where you're like, I'm going to give this lady the finger, or did you just throw it up? Whenever she drove by with the hands up, with like, what's your deal? I It was like, without even thought. Just pure instinct was double middle finger. Yeah. And, I've, and, and, so you know, I've given the middle finger. Not that it was, a, and it's not like Very excuse. few times in my life. Usually as a joke, the one time I was really angry, I was like, I think I was like 10 years old. My mom sent me to my room for talking back. And uh, I forget. I think it was for talking about. It was for something stupid. Anyway, she came in my room and said, "Are you ready to come downstairs yet?" I said, "No." And so as she was walking out of my room and down the stairs, I gave her the middle fingers. And uh, <laughs> turns out there was a mirror on the wall. <laughs> and uh, let's just say it didn't end. It didn't end nicely. But, That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Did she turn around like? Oh yeah, there flip right it, back it, around. It was it wasn't great, but I will say um, the one time I had road rage was we I was I was in Watertown, New York, and it's very similar to this area, like you said, like nobody whatever. amazing and awesome. No, I'm as far as driving goes. Oh okay, and it, it is amazing and awesome <laughs> here. And so anyway, we get to this. So this this guy is, I mean, doing the thing where he like speeds up and slows down, won't let me go around him. And then when I do go around him, he goes around me. I mean, just like complete jerk. And so we get to the stoplight and both of our windows down. It was like a hot summer day. And I had a water bottle and I just chucked it into his thing and went off. No way. And I Man, thought, you should have unscrewed it. God, I'm unscrewed? a badass. <laughs> <laughs> was the bottle unscrewed? 
No, no, no. It was oh, like an empty be... water bottle. It was like this, and I just oh, okay. chucked it out. Yeah. Him. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you drive away, and you feel like an idiot. You're like, why did I do that? But you did feel good for a moment. For like a, a split second yeah. or five. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a small level of satisfaction there, it, it's, there. It's an instant gratification, not long term, for sure. But what, you know, what you've done is sunk down to their level. Right. And that person's already living that life. Like, the right. lady who was behind me... And I've been the lady, too. I, I, I don't think I've ever really honked at anybody in anger, but I've definitely been... I was going to say. Road rage. Lady. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a period of my life where I may have actually been that lady with the same dress on. Possibly. Well, that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about today. Oh, man. <laughs> but I mean, I've been so that... so giggly this episode. I've been so that sorry. person who's been yeah. really... Mad at somebody else and screaming in my oh, car. Oh, sure. Acting like a goof. And where are you going? Like to pick up your Taco Bell. Yeah. You know? And I have to re remind myself eight million times, like, hey, Rob, it doesn't really matter. But then I'm going to do it again. In like a couple oh, of sure. Days. I it's, mean, that's the thing with road rage, right? I don't think we're meant to, like, because cars have only been around for a couple of decades, you know, like for thousands of years. Nobody had a car. Right. So we're not used to, like, this world where we're, we're with other people engaging with them constantly. But we can't talk to them. They can't talk to us, and we're kind of like autonomous from them. Like we're separated yeah. from these humans. Well, yeah, that's the right thing is, it, is that we we've created these things like turn signals and brake lights, and when people don't use them or have them that don't work, I think that's where the fr- the, the the lack in communication. You're I mean, right. Yeah. All of that was. Uh, we've had so many Oprah moments tonight. That was an Oprah moment, Rob. Hey, Doctor Phil, call us up. <laughs> we'll take over. What up, homie? <laughs> Steve, Steve, hit us up. <laughs> but, but seriously, I think everybody just wants, uh, we all need to listen to each other better. Yeah. That's why I think every car should have a device where you can walkie-talkie every other car and you can oh, all God, talk I to each other. Oh, God, I hope not. That is the, you know what? I, I did have an idea. For when I was adventure. a kid, I used to think that. that's what I thought. I was like, you know what? Every car, you should be able to talk to each other. Because how easy would that be? The communication level would be great. It would great. be great if they only talked about that. Oh, it would be terrible. It would be the worst thing Oh, there would be some real ever. creeps. You'd have to have like a command, like five commands. You could push a command button and right. it would give them. You couldn't yell like, hey, you piece of garbage. <laughs> Imagine how terrible that would be. So here's Anyways. my invention idea for cars. Is I not proudly have a little bit of a lead foot. Mm. And so I get pulled over quite regularly. And I understand if you do the crime, you have to do the time, right? So I I, I don't love play, paying uh, speeding tickets. I don't think it – I don't enjoy it. But I understand I did something wrong and here's my my penalty. Yeah. Now, here's my issue is what a pain in the butt it is to to pay the, the, the ticket. So I think if you're going to – To actually go physically pay it. Yeah. So if you're going to plead guilty, I think they should have a – Kiosk right on the cop car. We can swipe swipe your card. Why don't they have Square hooked up? Why don't they have have a Square set up? Yeah, you're right, dude. 180 bucks. Just get it done. I mean, again, I don't enjoy doing. I don't want to. I don't have the 180 bucks laying around. That's a good point, man. But why can't we just pay it on the spot? Imagine how many guilty confessions they would get if they'd be like, "If you want to pay this right now, you can't just get it taken care of." Because if you've had a ticket, you know the process. You You know, you know the process. It's a pain in the butt, and. Also, who's going to look in the, the cop in the face and say, uh, yeah, I know. I'm going to plead not guilty. <laughs> yeah, true. That might be entrapment. Maybe that's maybe, the reason maybe they that's don't have the reasoning, it. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like there, there should be a way to just swipe your card and be done. It's really a pain in the butt. 
It's like going to jail. Even too. the even the don't, website. Don't go through all the filing stuff. If you can just get me right to jail, just send me right in. <laughs> I don't want to go through these months of like trials and stuff. Oh, right. By the way, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a pain in the butt when I'm in jail eating those sandwiches. If you could just throw it in a blender for me, it'd be great. <laughs> I'm so tired of chewing food. Why aren't you sick of chewing food? I'm so sick of chewing. Food. I've always told my wife I just want a pill. I'd love a pill food. No, I, I actually opposite of that. I really enjoy eating. I, I want to get it over with. <laughs> That's how I've always been. Not that I don't enjoy it. And I, and, wow, this is funny, man, because last night, Nini and I were talking. She loves food. Like it's she, it, Her life revolves around it, and she's so passionate about it. And I love food, but I don't have, like, I don't, like, bite something, and I'm like, oh, man. And then she showed me David Venerable from QVC, who's, no, no, like, no, he's okay. hilarious, over the top. Like, everything really that he does is, about like, everything. Oh, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> And I've done that like several times. So I, I said, you know, at least you know when I really, really enjoy something because I will go over the top. But normally, which surprises I don't. me because you know how we met is we went to breakfast together and at you woke, Mammy's. but yeah. we woke up at like three a.m. and <laughs> <laughs> we never slept that evening. I had to stay up the whole all, time. I mean, just to go. in all seriousness, it was like six thirty or something ridiculously early. I didn't sleep the whole night. I was just so <laughs> anticipating Mammy's. I was so excited. So you must enjoy that food enough to wake up that early. And Mammy's was one of those situations where I went and I was like, this is amazing. Plus the atmosphere. You know, if anybody doesn't know, it's in Martinsburg, Pennsylvania. So it's like farm country. Sure. And it's this like hometown restaurant and they make all their own pastries and like. It smells good for like two blocks away. Yeah. And like the donuts. Like I've never had better donuts in my life. Me either. As a matter of fact, like if I work there when I'm eating food and then when I finish it, I'm like, I wish I wasn't done. (laughs) Like, I don't want that flavor to stop being in my mouth. <laughs> my favorite Louis C.K. quote is, um, the meal is not over when I'm full. The meal is over when I hate myself. <laughs> and maybe that applies. <laughs> right. But you, like, you, so you really don't enjoy eating food. <clears throat> uh, it, sometimes it takes, like, eating lunch. I like eating dinner, sit down, enjoy mm. dinner. Um, but I usually like to eat my food while doing other things. So, like, lunch, I'll eat it while I'm working. I don't, like, separate now I have to go to lunch and sit here and eat lunch for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm usually doing other stuff while and breakfast the same. I mean, I'm not a big breakfast eater, which they say is bad. You should eat breakfast oh, every day. Breakfast. But I, I'm not a big breakfast eater. Um, lunch, t- there's days where it d- just depends on how how big of a dinner I guess because I if, how hungry I am by the time lunch rolls around. But um, yeah, dinner. I I I wake up in the morning and think, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? I'm like your wife. What about lupper? Do you eat a lot of lupper? That's between lunch and supper. Yes, because you know on the show we have a lot of chefs in, so it's four o'clock. Oh, right! You're eating lupper every day. So if we have if we have a chef in that day, that the food's really good, I, and that's what I have, or they bring enough that I can eat that as a meal. That's what I have as my dinner, and so <laughs> a lot of times though, like people like want me to share with like the staff like on our show like wants me to share, and I'm like, oh, like no, I'm eating this all. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> This is the point of me having this job. Yeah, exactly. Free dinner from local and like, and like you can, If you can imagine like having a chef come into your workplace, the whole place smells like the food. Yeah, so everybody's hungry. So everybody is like, oh, what is that? That smells so good. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> and it's also gone. Yeah. We got to be gone, though, too, man. Let's wrap right, this thing yeah. up because I got I to run. But um, hey, thanks this for, has been a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I hope you have me back again, and I hope you'll come over to our show sometime. I know I said that last time, but you really are welcome whenever you want. I would love to, and I'd love to have you back, and we'll just talk about random, ridiculous things. Yeah, we can talk about it. Here's, here's the great thing about having you on is, like, I mean, there's not, like, a, really a topic. 
just kind of this is what i love about podcasting it's just, it's just like a conversation that goes anywhere right we could steer it if we wanted we to, talked but. about i mean it might have been good to have some topics prepared no, i think it worked out perfectly <laughs> so if people want to find you how do they find you uh twitter a hazard 19 um i'm just getting back on the tweet game i didn't do that for a while um facebook is my most prominent stuff just alex hazard and same with instagram and then of course central pa live everything uh, centralpatv.com it's all it's all there it's all right there folks have a wonderful evening and a beautiful tomorrow. Until then, this is Rob Z and Alex Hatton. Oh my Sign. God. See you later. That was my, that was my news <laughs> voice. Let's just give me a shot. My man Jake over dropping fat beats on the podcast. Yes. So uh, any music that you hear on the podcast from now on, you'll notice I dropped like the old theme song. I dropped the outros and, and all that crap because, listen, I wanted to spice things up a little bit. And my man Jake is an, an incredible music producer who doesn't get enough credit. So he's from where I live, uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania, Central Pennsylvania. He's a music producer. He makes beats and he's also, uh, you know, he's produced albums for people and he does it all out of his house, I believe. Right, Jake? Where are you at, Jake? I got to get him back on this uh, show. But this is like one of his beats. So all the music you hear on the show from now on is from Jake over. Jake over find him on facebook he's awesome and if you're looking for beats or whatever uh he's the dude to go to this one's called slammer time i love that slammer time <laughs> if you want to support the podcast patreon.com forward slash rob z radio alex hazard so much fun to talk to he's just easy to talk to it's easy conversation he just he gets it man he can flow he can he can go and and really talk about whatever you want to talk about he's right there with you so shout out to you alex thanks for being an awesome dude and and thanks for bringing the personality uh to to central pa live to our our local television and i think he's going to do bigger things as time goes on he's he's young he's like 26 i think so he's got a long ways to go in in entertainment and i appreciate that about him that he has a passion for it and he he loves what he does speaking of loving what you do trade secrets uh stephanie height and her husband andy they run trade secrets 1223 13th avenue in altoona so it's passion that's what drives their business all natural body care products everything they create is researched in-house developed in-house you walk into the back andy's got the place like a freaking mad laboratory but not full of like weird potions and crystal meth. No, it's, it's full of things that will help your body, like sugar scrubs and bath bars and soy wax candles. Did you know that deodorants like Old Spice and stuff like that, like there's aluminum in an Old Spice? I never knew that deodorants had aluminum in them. Like why the hell am I rubbing that on my armpit? That's just weird. So uh, if you're looking for ingredients, if you're looking for items that don't have any added ingredients, Look at the look at the ingredient label on a bottle of shampoo sometime and pre- prepare to have your mind blown. Because I never looked at it until I met Steph and she told me about it. So if you want all natural products, no nothing added except for the things that you need to, you know, keep your body healthy or to make you smell good so you don't smell like a, a dirty hippie. You can be a clean hippie at Trade Secrets. 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona, Secrets and Trade on Facebook, and shout out to my dude Alan Coble. Alan teaches me Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a white belt with a stripe. <laughs> Listen, I'm not ashamed of it, man. Uh, I'm moving slow in the game, but Alan's a purple belt. That's that's why he, he trains me, because he's way above where I am. I love Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, it's, it's changing my life. It's been over a year that I've been taking it. I'm going to get him on the podcast, by the way, someday. He also teaches CrossFit. He's certified level one and two. 
Uh, he's a certified personal trainer and strength and conditioning specialist. Sports Evolution, sportsevolution.net, Facebook and Instagram, at Leading Athletes. As always, thank you, everybody who's listening, for being a part of the show. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Uh, it just it means a lot to me that you listen. It means a lot to me that you tune in and you actually check these episodes out and hear what I do and what other people in my world do. It's fun. This is just something fun I love to do, and I would encourage anybody out there to do a podcast. Do some form of video. Do the podcast live on Facebook, and then you can you know, upload the audio later. That's what I do. Every episode that you... Or I'd say 90% of the episodes that you listen to, you can find on my Facebook Rob Z Radio. If you go to Facebook, Rob Z Radio, you can watch live. Uh, sometimes they're on my Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Sometimes they're on my Twitter, which is Rob Z Yo. So you can find live episodes of the podcast. If you want to like put a face to the voice uh, when you're hearing these episodes, that's the best place, the best way to do it. I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much. I love you all. Cheddar, chowder, I'm outta. Space, race, chase. What am I doing? This is Rob Z Radio.